This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. We have two lengthy shows tonight, so I've no time to chat. Let's get right to the action with an episode of Nightbeat starring Frank Lovejoy. Just because we're going out to have Christmas dinner together. Don't forget, you're driving an automobile, not a slave. Well, okay. Blackie, don't tell me you object to Inspector Faraday's being full of Christmas spirit on Christmas no. Eve. No, Mary, I just object to his voice. <laughs> Very amusing. Blackie, yeah, I know now what I should have given you for Christmas. A sense of humor. If I didn't already have one... How can I tolerate you? Well, somebody should give you both a book of instructions on how to get along. Yeah, especially he. Him. <laughs> you know we're only kidding, Mary. We are. Stop that man. Stop that man. What? Hey. Did you hear that, Blackie? Stop him. Oh, not see it. Shopkeeper chasing a man up the street. Step on him, Faraday. We can catch him. Don't tell me what to do. Pull up to the curb now, Inspector, and I can grab him. Now, take it easy. Take it easy. Okay, we just passed him. Wait, wait, don't jump till I've slowed down a little. Well, hurry up, or he'll pass us. Now, Blackie, be careful. You mean, Blackie, be quick. Well, now look out. Here he goes. All right, you. <coughs> you hold it right here now. Let go of me, man. Let go of me. Sure, Let's... as soon as the shopkeeper, Get you just rob gets here, and here he comes. Hold on, hold on a minute. He took four diamond rings out of my store. I... Now, give me those rings. Give them to me. I don't have no rings at yours, Mac. Oh, yes, you do. Right in your pocket here. I've watched you since you ran out of the store. You couldn't have given them to anybody. I'll hold them while you say... Yeah, like... Okay. I... I did not hear. No, because I didn't take nothing, see? Well, where are my rings? I want those rings. So go find them. I got news for you. You ain't gonna find them on me. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. He took the rings out of the tray on the counter here, Inspector Faraday. You said that. Yes, but he did. He took the rings and ran out that door. So sorry, Mr. Stacy. Unless I find the stolen rings on this guy here... What can I do about it? Nothing, Faraday. Absolutely nothing. Why do you? Look, Blackie, you and this copper pal of yours searched me twice. Out on the street and here in the store. The rings ain't on me. But they are. You took them. I saw you. If I took a Mac, where are they now? 
I have a pretty good idea. I hope it's better than pretty good, Blackie, because this guy's made four rings to a pretty good disappearing act. And I know how, too. Yeah. He threw them away when he saw he was being chased. That's a lie. Yes. Yes, he could have done that. He could have. I'd like to bet he didn't. Oh, go ahead. Bet. Only let me alone. It's Christmas Eve. I got some place to go. I'll say you have. To headquarters, where I'm going to hold you until I find out who you are. And if you want it for anything else. The only thing I want it for is Christmas Eve dinner. Hey, Blackie. Yeah? You're supposed to be such a genius. What happened? Friend, before I'm through with you, for your Christmas dinner, I'm going to make you eat those words. Behind the ropes, please. The passengers are coming down the gangplank now. Hey, God. God. Yes, what is it? Uh, my name's Clark. I'm here to pick up a guy who don't speak English. Say not a word of it. Would you help me find him? You know what he looks like? Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy, about 6'6", six, six, maybe 250 pounds. His name's Zabby. Well, there's a big guy coming down the gangplank now with a sign on him. Maybe that's the guy. Oh, yeah, he looks like the guy I want. Hey, Abby. Abby. Hello, yeah, he's coming over, so I guess he understands his name, even if he doesn't understand English. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks. No trouble at all. All visitors behind the ropes, please. He took you for a ride. Sanya Abbey. Bolo Grino. Redsom Clark. Redsom Clark. Vrag. Sitaba Abbey. Big jerk. Vraga. Redsom Clark. All right, all right, all right. You don't know what I'm talking about, Abbey, because you don't know a word of English. But you use a gun good. Pretty good, they tell me. And if you do, we'll be speaking the same language, all right. Where are those rings, Martin? Where are they? It's in Clark. I told you I don't have them. You're lying. I know you took them out of the store because I saw you run out of the place and beat it up the street. Well, if you'd hung around, you'd have seen me nabbed and hauled off the police headquarters. If you were caught by the police, you'd still be in jail. Not me. I ain't got no record, remember? Blackie and that cop Faraday took me down there, checked on me, and let me go. All right, you ran into trouble, but you got out of it. Now, where are those rings? I ain't got them. You took them out of the store, so why haven't you got them? Calm down and give me a chance to tell you. I'll give you just ten seconds to hand over those rings. Ah. I spotted a jewelry store and cased it for you, and I don't try to cross me. Hey, now, look, don't get tough, or maybe I'll just leave the rings lay right where they are. Oh, you will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Hey, let go of me. Sure. After I've taught you a little lesson. Huh? Hey, Abby, atone him. Hey, who's that monster? He's a character wanted for murder in Europe. A friend of mine sent him to me for Christmas. Friend, huh? He don't understand no English, but he's tough. I'm going to prove that to you. Yeah? Abby. There's Bruno. Abby, lead a lock. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey, call this guy off. Call him off, I'll tell you. Call him off. Yeah. Almost broke my jaw, Clark. Abby. Struf Gondolak. Yes, Ragan. You lay off now, Martin. That is, unless you still have the idea you're not telling me what you did with those rings. Sure, I'll tell you. The jeweler was chasing me. I see a Santa Claus up the street ringing his bell and collecting stuff. So? So when I passed him just before Blackie grabbed me, I threw the rings in a big iron pot the Santa Claus had. Nobody saw me, and I know how to get them back. You better. No, I thought for a minute there that you was going to be the only guy in history who gave Santa Claus a present. 
What's yeah. the matter with you and Inspector Faraday? Everybody else in this restaurant's having fun, but look at you two. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Mary. And I don't like what that guy Joe Martin did to us this evening. And I don't like the fact that we had nothing on him in the file at headquarters. No, eat your dinner, both of you. All right. Well, this is Christmas Eve, and we're supposed to be having a party. When we let Martin go, my appetite went with him. Well... Blackie, what did he do with those rings? Who knows? He took them according to the jeweler, but he got rid of them somehow without being seen. Apparently, he didn't throw them away because we searched the street. Well, when you two see Santa Claus, tell him that what you want for Christmas is an explanation of how Martin got rid of those rings. Hey, wait a minute, Mary. That's not a bad thought. Hmm? No. I know how those rings were hidden and why they haven't been found. Oh, now, wait a minute, Blackie. What's Santa Claus got to do with that? Martin gave the rings to Santa Claus. What? Blackie, haven't you heard? There ain't no Santa Claus. There was one ringing a little bell on the corner near the jewelry store. Yes, and Martin passed him just a few seconds before I caught up with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but how would Martin give those rings to Santa Claus without Santa Claus knowing it? By tossing them in his collection bucket, Faraday. Come on, we're getting out of here. Blackie, that Santa Claus won't still be there. No, but all those street corner St. Nick's are working for the Welfare Society. Yeah, so? I'll call them, and they'll tell me where we can find the guy. You, you think Santa Claus still has the rings, huh? Yeah. If Martin hasn't found him by now and taken them back, in which case we'll find Santa Claus has been clipped. Who is it? Joe Martin, Clark. Come in. It's me. Never mind the introduction. Where are the rings? Well, keep two-ton Tony from the bed away from me. I got the rings right here. Well, where I want them is right here in my hand. Sure, sure. There you are. Thanks. <laughs> Have any trouble with Santa Claus? Yeah, no, the plan worked great. Good. <laughs> You'll never even be able to tell anybody I was there. Well, I'll be a good little boy. And I take you in to see Santa Claus, Friday, and maybe he'll bring you a nice little promotion. Yeah. Look, he's an off-duty Santa Claus right now. I know. According to the Welfare Society, his name is Henry James. How many more flights are there? Only this is a fine way to spend Christmas Eve. Yeah, we may spend from now till New Year's working on a murder case, Faraday, if the welfare agency was right. Yeah. And another guy phoned for information about the same Santa Claus just before we did. I know. Oh, finally, here's the door. Yeah, if, he's, if he's in the kind of trouble you claim he is, he won't be in any condition to answer the door. Don't remind me. You and your theories. You had no right to think he's dead. I hope I'm wrong. But I'll guarantee if he's not dead, he's tied up or unconscious or... Both. Uh, well, if you're so smart, you have that all figured out. You ought to be smart enough to know the only way we'll get in is to open the door ourselves. Brilliant deduction, Inspector. Yeah, it's all mine. I'll try the door to see if it's locked. Blackie, how do you think up such wonderful ideas? Uh-oh. Somebody's opened it for us. Well, sorry to keep you gentlemen waiting so long. I was taking a nap. Are you Henry James? Yes. The Santa Claus on the corner near that jewelry store that was robbed earlier this evening? Yes, yes, I am. Well, I'm Boston Blackie, and this is Inspector Faraday of the police. Oh, how do you do? I I saw you catch the thief, Blackie. You did? Uh, Won't you come in? Thank you. Uh, James. Yeah? Did you have a visitor a little while ago? A visitor? Yeah. Oh, I had no visitor. 
No one came here and held you up to get back the four stolen rings he tossed in your collection? Why, why, no, Inspector Faraday. No one's been here. And my collection bucket's right here on the table, untouched. This collection bucket of yours hasn't been touched, James? Certainly not. Blackie, according to you, Joe Martin tossed the rings in the Santa Claus collection bucket. This is it. I know. According to you, Martin called the Welfare Society and found out where this particular Santa Claus lived. Somebody asked about Mr. James before I called. You don't say. But Mr. James says nobody's been here. Well, he ought to know. And you ought to know how ridiculous you are. Mm. I've looked through this collection bucket and there are no rings here. Nothing but coins. Santa Claus wasn't held up here. No rings were ever dropped in his bucket out on the street. Blackie, how wrong can a guy get? And now, back to Boston Blackie. Joe Martin steals four rings from a jewelry store. Just before he is caught by Boston Blackie, he runs down the street and tosses the rings into the collection box of a street corner Santa Claus. Later, at Santa's room, he apparently recovers the jewelry. But when Blackie and Inspector Faraday come to see Santa, Santa, whose real name is Henry James, insists that his collection box has not been touched. As we return to our story, Blackie continues his questioning. Look, Mr. James. Uh, yeah, Blackie. Faraday has gone back to headquarters because he thinks I'm wrong. Well, maybe he's right. But I still say that Martin tossed those rings into your collection bucket. Believe me, Blackie, the collection is right here. It's untouched. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was about to take it to the Welfare Society, and as I said before, no one's been here to see me. No one. But you and the inspector... You're sure you're not playing Santa Claus to Joe Martin? Working with a thief? I should say not. I don't know why you should think so. Because when I called the Welfare Society to get your name and address, I was told there'd been another call inquiring about you just a half an hour before. Is that so? I think that was Joe Martin calling to find out where he could find you. Well, no Joe Martin came here, Blackie. In fact, nobody did. And you've been right here in your room ever since you came back to get out of your Santa Claus suit? Yeah, yeah, Blackie. Every minute, every... No, 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 wait, now wait. I was out for just a minute on, on the telephone at the end of the hall. Who was on the phone and when was this? Oh, about, uh, about 20 minutes ago. It was a man at the Welfare Society asked me if I'd collected a lot of money tonight. Did the man say who he was? No, no, just that he was an officer of the Society. I, I wouldn't have known him if he had given his name. I work for the Society only at Christmas time. That's it, then. While you were on the phone talking to Martin or some friend of his, either Martin or an accomplice slipped in here and got back those stolen rings. Isn't that possible? Well, yes. Yes, it is. My, my back was to the hall while I was on the phone, and uh, the door to this room was partially open. And thanks to what you've just told me, Mr. James, this case is practically closed. <laughs> now, Mary, don't stuff me so... <laughs> So full of pillows that I can't stand oh, up. Blackie, you want to look like a big, fat, jolly Santa Claus, don't you? <laughs> yes, but not like an overstuffed chair. <laughs> there. You're well padded and your coat's buttoned up. <laughs> now, try on your beard and let's see how you look. <laughs> say, if I get clipped with this thing on my face, you might say my assailant is beating around the bush. Oh, Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> how do I look? With your cap on, I'd never know you, and that would be all right with me. <laughs> well, uh, you think that uh, Joe Martin will know me? Oh, I don't Bitch. think so. He doesn't know you as well as I do to begin with. I wish you wouldn't <laughs> try this, though, Blackie. It's the only thing I can do, since Faraday wouldn't give me any help but Martin's address. Well, in a way, he can't be blamed for not offering you any help. This isn't a murder, case. And besides, you've been wrong all along. According to him, that is. Well... Well, uh, young lady, hand me that sack of phony presents, and uh, I'll put this case in the bag. Faraday, homicide. Hello, Inspector. This is Mary Wesley. All right. Let's have it, Miss Wesley. Uh, have what? Blackie's newest theory on how to make me waste my time. Blackie's newest plan isn't going to waste any of your time, Inspector. In That's fact, new. you may not have enough time to get down there and help him. Get down where? Well, after you gave him that fellow Martin's address, he got dressed in a Santa Claus suit and went down there alone. What's he bothering Martin for? Well, we haven't he... got anything on him. Well, Blackie is positive that Martin retrieved those stolen rings from Santa Claus's collection bucket. And I'm positive Blackie's positively out of his mind. Well, anyway, I think you ought to go over to Martin's right away. You know the way Blackie's little schemes sometimes get him into trouble. This time I hope he gets himself into plenty of trouble. Well, gee. Yeah, maybe it'll get him out of my hair. <laughs> I got to hand it to you, Clark. That yeah. was a slick trick calling that Santa Claus at his house and keeping him on the phone while I sneaked in and got the rings out of his collection. Uh, I was just luck that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> what would we have done, Martin, if he'd taken his collection right down from his corner to the Welfare Society? Yeah, that would have been just too bad, I guess. Yeah, too bad for you. Why? Well, because my boy Abby knows how to use a gun as well as his fists. Hey, look, you got the rings back, didn't you? Yeah, sure, over there on the table. I came to your room to be sure I got him back. Ah. But Abby's going to be my chief assistant from now on in charge of guys who make mistakes. Understand? Okay, I understand. But it's sure going to be tough working with a guy who can't speak English or understand it. I don't want him to be easy to work with. If you can't talk to him, you can't get friendly with him. Trigger men shouldn't have friends. They can... Hey, wait a minute. Who's there? <laughs> Santa Claus! Get rid of him, Martin. Okay. Merry Christmas, son. Merry Christmas. Hey, fatso, beat it. The same Santa, Martin? No, beat it, Mac. You got the wrong house. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, my boy. Can you spare... Beat a... it, I said. Now, wait a minute, Martin. He's collecting for the poor. Let him come in a minute. Okay. Come on, Santa. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. And a Merry Christmas. Uh... What do you want from us, Santa? Oh, anything you care to give. Just anything to help make it a Merry Christmas for the poor. Uh, like those four diamond rings on the table there. How about letting me give that beer to you as a touch? Hey, no! Hey, it's Boston Black! I thought it was some kind of gag. Watch out, he's going to swing that sack he's carrying. Oh. You'll have to swing it faster than that! Yes. Martin, you really flattened him. Now get him up on his feet. I've got a gun on him. Sure. Oh, come on, Blackie. Get up. <sighs> Thanks. Hey, what are you going to do with him? You can't kill him here. I'm going to turn him over to Abby and let Abby take him for a little walk. Hey, Abby. This is pretty dangerous, Clark. Be a whole lot more dangerous if Blackie stays alive. Don't forget he's seen the rings and I'm wanted for murder out west and Blackie can describe me. I sure can. Hey, Abby. What's the matter with that big hulk? 
Sanya, Abby. You let Tag Jala off your sada, Nugula. Sena. Okay, Martin, he knows. <laughs> Just what kind of language is that? Quiet, Blackie. All you have to know is that Abby's taking you for a walk with a gun in your back. Oh, that's pleasant. Abby, Uka. Come on, Clark. Have Abby get this guy out of here. The cops may not be far behind him. We'd better wait until those carol singers outside go away. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, they won't suspect anything. I'll have Abby take them out right now. But what about those carol singers? They're just outside the house. I'll tell Abby to keep a gun on Blackie and shoot him if he opens his mouth. Hey, I got a better idea. Make Blackie sing and keep him singing. Then it'll seem like he's happy going down the street with Abby. Uh, good idea. Uh, I'm really not in good voice this evening, gentlemen. And you won't be in good condition when Abby gets through with you. Quiet, Martin. Hey, Abby. Soda Retsum, Blackie Lingo, Finestuda. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. Thank you, Retsum. All right, all right. Go on, get going. Start singing, Blackie. Go on, start singing. The command performance, huh? Oh, I didn't know you had such an appreciation for my talent. Na, 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 so long, Blackie. Na, 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 so long. So long. I said keep singing, Blackie. If you stop once more, Abby will shoot. I won't stop then. So long. So long, sucker. Merry Christmas. Open sli- uh, Merry Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Give me help. I can't yelp, but I'm on a spot. Where we'll go, I don't know, but I know I'll be shot. Hey, what that guy says. When I passed, jump him fast. Oh, listen to my squawk. Hey, listen to those I have words. to sing this silly thing, because he'll kill me if I talk. Hey, I don't think that what guy's What you shit. speak to him is Greek. He doesn't know a thing. Come on, let's jump the guy. So Watch out for guns. I I just pass you by on. and let you hear me sing. All right, I'll get him. Here, let me out of him, fellas. I can take care of him myself now. Hey, nice punch, mister. <laughs> nice going yourself, fellas. For understanding those words I was singing. Okay, but at first we thought you were nuts. Hey, here comes a police car. Hey, Blackie, you all right? Well, Faraday, you decided to give me some help after yeah, all. Yeah. When Miss Wesley phoned me and said you were going through with your crazy plan, I thought I'd better get down here and keep you out of trouble. Who's the big guy on the sidewalk? The guy working for Martin and his buddy who was going to give me a one-way ride into the country. Oh, great. He's safe here. Let's go into the house and get Martin and his friend. They wanted to go out west. Yeah, come on. Oh, look. There they go making a break for it. Yeah. Well, let's break up that break. Stop, you. Stop in the name of the law. They're trying to shoot their way out. This will stop him. Man, that made him stop. Come on, let's grab him. Watch out, Blackie. That guy's got a gun. You bet I have. You're not going to get a chance to use it, though, boy. I've got this one. Take care of the other one, Faraday. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Okay, okay, lay off, copper. No more, Blackie, no more. Okay, Martin, no more. If you give me those rings. Clark's got them. Come on, you, Clark. Let's have them. Yeah. Okay, here they are. Here. One, two, three, four. They're all there, Faraday. Good. And Martin, Clark, and their pal Abby are all yours. Wow. You take these guys back to my squad car, will you, Blackie? After this chase, I'm tired. Oh, great, old man. Yeah. I go all out to catch these guys, and you're the one who's all in. (laughs) 
<laughs> More turkey, uh, Inspector Faraday? Yeah, a little bit, Miss Worthing. Mm-hmm. And Blackie? How about you? Oh, I'll have more of everything, Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if turkey were brain food, I'd say you had plenty of room for it, Blackie. Now, Inspector, this is Christmas Day. You and Blackie <laughs> promise not to fight. <laughs> Barry, he's still upset because the case we just worked on didn't involve a murder. <laughs> you, you talk as if I like murder, Blackie. Yeah, you must like it, Inspector. The way you've murdered that turkey. Very droll. You mean very droll, don't you? <laughs> now she's telling me what I mean. This thing must be contagious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Inspector, I'm glad the stolen rings case wasn't more complicated than it turned out to be. Yeah, I'm glad we got it solved before Christmas was over. <laughs> me too. Well, Inspector, men generally put a ring on a finger. But because Clark and Martin stole some rings, we put the finger on them. Hello, everybody. This is Dick Calmer. Every week after we finish one of our Boston Blackie shows, I indicate what I hope we'll be doing the following week. Uh-huh. Look, Blackie. Now, just a second. This time, it's going to be a little different. Uh, Blackie, what's with you? What is going on here? Just a minute, Faraday, please. Mm-hmm. Friends, I said I'm not going to tell you what we will be doing next week. That's good. I'm going to tell you what we hope you will be doing. Very confusing. Isn't almost everything confusing to you, Inspector? Did... Uh, listen, everybody. What for? Now, patience, Faraday, patience. Next week, I hope you and everyone you know and love will be enjoying the best holiday season you ever had. Yeah, now... That the next year will be a great year for all of you. Could I say something, Blackie? You, Inspector, can say anything, and you probably will. All I say is, Merry Christmas to our listeners, Blackie. Merry Christmas to them all. Well, genius, how about one of your usual taglines? <laughs> Not this time, Faraday. Mm-hmm. All I say to everybody from Mary Wesley and all our cast is, until our next meetings... Season's greetings.
Stay tuned for Fibber McGee and Molly next on Theater of the Mind. Time now to go way back to 1939 for this episode of Fibber McGee and Molly when we hear about Fibber inheriting a yacht. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now mid-December, and as is their custom every year at this time, Jack and Mary have gone to one of the local department stores to do their Christmas shopping, but... Before we take you there, let us look in at the office of a prominent psychiatrist. Also, now, relax, please, back on the couch and tell me what is your hallucination. Why are you afraid to go back to work? Doctor, it's no hallucination. It happens every year at this time. Just before Christmas. Every year. Just before Christmas. Uh, uh, calmly, calmly, Mr. Blank, don't get excited. Lay back on the couch. Now, tell me, when did it first start? During the Christmas shopping rush in 1946. As I told you, I'm a salesman at the department store. And this kindly-looking, blue-eyed old gentleman bought a gift. <laughs> then six times that day he came back, tested me, and exchanged it for a different model. Well, what was the gift he kept exchanging? Shoelaces. <laughs> he bought someone shoelaces for a gift? Yeah, for someone named Don. Now, uh, how could he possibly exchange shoelaces six times? Well, first he bought laces with metal tips. Then he came back because he thought plastic tips looked more modern. Soon he was back again. He was afraid the plastic tips might crack. So he went back to metal tips. Then he got to thinking the metal tips might rust. So he came back to change it to plastic tips. Six times he changed his mind. Plastic tips, metal tips, plastic tips, metal tips. Plastic tips, metal tips. <laughs> Please, please come out. You're supposed to be on the couch, not under it. Well, uh, tell me, uh, what did this man do the next year? Ah, the next year I was lucky. I didn't see him. Oh, he didn't come into the store? I don't know. I was in a sanitarium. (laughs) Ah, definite uh, traumatic psychosis. Uh, When you got out, did you go back to your job at the department store? Yeah, but I was smart. I had him transfer me to the jewelry department. Uh, What was smart about that? Well, this old gentleman didn't look like the jewelry buying type. (laughs) Then you did not see him last year. He found me. He found me. Uh, And more trouble? Yeah. Once again, he came in to buy something for Don. This time it was cufflinks. Well, that is good. Who could find anything wrong with cufflinks? He found it. He found it. (laughs) It was the engraving. First, he had them engraved D.W., so I wrapped them, all pretty and Christmassy. Then he goes off happy, and I am silently saying a prayer of thanks. Ah, uh-huh, that is good. Not good. He discovers that D.W. has a middle initial. So first he buys the gift, then I engrave the gift, then I wrap the gift. 
Then he changes his mind about the engraving. So I unwrap the gift. I change the engraving. Then he wraps the gift. And then he changes his mind and wants cheaper coupling. So I have to go through wrapping, engraving, and rewrapping again, again, and again, and again. Please, I'm trying to help you. Stop choking me. I'm sorry, doctor. Mr. Blank, avoiding your work will cause a repression that should only magnify this in your subconscious. So you think I should go back to my job? But certainly you will probably never run into this aggravating man again. Well, I have taken precautions. This year I asked to be put in the gardening tools department. Gardening tools? Yeah. All these people live in the city. They have no use for anything like that. Good, good. You are facing your problem face to face with your face. Remember, should you ever meet this man any place, use psychology. Be nice, be calm, be pleasant to him, and you will have no trouble. Oh, don't worry, Doctor. I won't see him. But if I do, I'll be calm and I'll be nice to him. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, and Merry Christmas, Mr. Blank. And Merry Christmas, Doctor. Now i got to hurry back to the store. <laughs> Gosh, Mary, no matter how early you try to do your Christmas shopping, the store is always crowded. Yeah. Yet I can't start doing my shopping any earlier. I like to buy modern, up-to-the-minute gifts, you know. As far as I'm concerned, your gifts are ahead of the times. What do you mean? You gave me jewelry that turned green years before they had chlorophyll. <laughs> oh, now, let's see. And I still have to buy lots of gifts. I'm going to the jewelry department to see if I can find something for my sponsor. Well, I've got to get something for my mother. I'll meet you out here later. Okay, Mary. Now, let's see. Where's the jewelry department? I think it's on the next floor, or the top one. I wonder where... Oh, there's the floor walker. I'll ask him. Oh, floor walker? Floor walker? <laughs> Can you give me some information? Ask me anything. I'm a talking horse. <laughs> oh, stop. You don't even look like a horse. And not now. There's a veterinarian in Denmark who does wonders. <laughs> now, stop with that silly talk or I'll go to the manager and report you. Now, look, I'm looking for a jewelry department. Will you tell me where to go? <laughs> Never mind. Yes, sir, may I help you, young man? Uh, yes, I'm looking for Christmas gifts for my mother and father. Well, this is the sporting goods department. How about some golf balls? No. Tennis racket? No. Hey, I've got an idea. What about a punching bag? Hey, that's great. Now, what would you suggest to my father? Uh, uh, just a minute, young man. You want to get this punching bag for your mother? Uh-huh. That's rather unusual. Has she ever had one before? No, she always used my father. <laughs> if you can send the punching bag and I'll enclose a card to both my parents. Yes, sir. What's your address? It's on Orange Avenue. The number is 3247 and a half. A half? Oh, oh, it's a duplex. No, it was hit by lightning. <laughs> Wrap it up. I'll take it with me. Mary! Mary! Oh, here I am, 
Now, Jack, did you get a present for your sponsor? Yes, I sent him a nail file. Uh, a nail file? Do you think that's a suitable Christmas gift for a sponsor? Well, for just any sponsor, no, but mine needs sharp fingernails, you know, so he can tear and compare. You know? <laughs> I'm sure he'll like it. Now, let's see. I've already given you a bonus, and I bought Dennis's gift. Yeah, I wish I knew what to buy for Don Wilson. Mm, ought to be easy to get something for Don. He, you know, he just moved into a new home. Get something for his house. No, I heard him mention that his entire home was furnished by an interior decorator. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Jack. Isn't Don's new home sort of a little ranch in the San Fernando Valley? Yeah. Well, why don't you get him some gardening tools? <laughs> Yeah. Gardening tools. Why didn't I think of that? Say, Mary, I know what to get down as a Christmas present, and he'll really appreciate it. What? A gopher trap. <laughs> a gopher trap? Yeah, I heard him mention that this place is overrun with gophers. Come on, Mary, let's go. Uh, uh, you go yourself. I'm going to buy a gift for Barbara Stanwyck. I'll meet you at the perfume counter. Okay, Mary. I'll see you later. Let's see. Where would I get a gopher trap? I wonder if that comes under hunting equipment. <laughs> now, where's that floor walker? Oh, there he is, way over there. Oh, floor walker! Floor walker! <laughs> hmm. Did you call me? Yes, where can I buy a gopher trap? In the gardening tools department down in the basement. Thanks. Imagine that crazy floor walker saying he's a horse. Well, I better get over to the gardening tools department. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what... Oh, uh, excuse me, clerk. Uh, yes, sir, what can I... Oh, it's yours. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to buy a gopher trap. Uh, yes, sir. Excuse me, I'll go get one for you. Hmm. He wants a gopher trap. A gopher trap? What trouble can I get into with that? <laughs> Here they are. Here you are, sir. This is the most popular type of gopher trap. And it looks so complicated. How does it work? Well, uh, you open this little door, and, and you set it with this wire. Then you put a piece of tomato in this wire cage for bait. Well, that's fine. But wait a minute. What do you do with the gopher after you have him trapped? Well, you have to take him out and kill him. Hmm. That seems so cruel. <laughs> well, we have another type trap that catches him and kills him at the same time. Oh, you have another kind of trap? Hmm, I have to tell him yet. <laughs> Here it is, sir. <laughs> How does this one work? 
Well, you spread these two sharp prongs apart, and, and pretty soon the little gopher comes sniffing around, walks in, and that's the end of them. Good. I'll take this one here that kills them, you see. Wrap it up as a Christmas gift. Yes, sir. I, I, a uh, Christmas gift? <laughs> I'm giving it to someone for Christmas. Now, I want red and green ribbons and tinsel and everything. Okay, okay. And clerk, uh, enclose a card saying... To Don, I know. <laughs> That's right. I'll be back and pick it up later. Hey, Mary. Oh, hello, Bob. Doing your Christmas shopping? Uh-huh. And Mary, when you get a wife and five kids, that's really a chore. Oh, I imagine it is. What are you getting the kids? Well, I'm getting both the girls' dresses and the two younger boys' electric trains. For my oldest boy, I'm getting a bicycle. Ooh, that's nice. Well, I thought so, too, but he keeps complaining. He thinks he's too old for a bicycle. So, what does he want? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, i got some more shopping to do. You want to join me, Mary? No, I've got to wait here for Jack. Hey, that reminds me. I've got to buy Jack's present right now. It's kind of hard to, to figure out a gift for him. Uh, have you got any suggestions? Well, how about something for his den? I mean, a, a picture, a book, or... Say, I know. I know what. I, I, I think I could get him a lamp to put on the table near his telephone. Yeah, he can use a lamp by that phone. Well, you're not kidding. It's so dark in that corner that twice I put a dime in the quarter slot. <laughs> a nice gift. It'll save us all money. See you later, Mary. Oh, Mary. Mary. Over here, Jack. What took you so long? I'm sorry, but the store is so busy. Well, Jack, who else do you have to get gifts for? Well, I'll have to look at the list. Thank you, ma'am. That's $6.70. Yes, sir, that's $4 even. Yes, ma'am, $3 out of 10. Listen, Mary. They're playing our song. <laughs> oh, here's my list. Now, let's see. Well, hello, Jack. Hello, Barry. Hi, Don. Gosh, you're carrying a lot of packages. I sure am. Hey, what's that big bundle there on the bottom? Oh, I just got that in the sports department. You know, I like to go hunting occasionally, and I bought myself a tent. Oh, Really? Single-breasted or double? Uh, what's that square box, Don? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mary. That's a tape recorder the Sportsman Quartet and I bought for the sponsor. Oh, Don, a recorder is a wonderful gift for the sponsor. And I've got the entire cast recorder greeting to him. That is, everybody except you. Now, would you do it? Well, Don, let me hear what you've got first. Okay, I'll play it for you. Sending you a Christmas greeting just so you will know What fun it is to sing for you here on the radio Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today The 
This is Mary wishing you a Merry Christmas, too. And what a lucky day for us, the day that we met you. There is nothing, no, there's nothing, nothing that I like. As well as Nana Sheva the Bits and good old. <laughs> in there, too. Well, that's well, Jack. Well, I've got to go. No more shopping, Don? No, I'd better get home to my wife. She's not feeling too well. Oh, that's a shame, Don. What's wrong with Lois? Oh, nothing serious, but this morning she went out in the garden and saw a dead gopher. The mere sight of it made her faint, but she'll be all right. So long. So long, Don. Come on, Jack. We'd better go. Jack. Jack, what are you thinking about? What Don said is that his wife faints at the sight of dead gophers. So what? So what? Mary, I brought down the type of trap that kills the gophers. Well, what do you want to get? The kind that lifts their feet up and pats them on the pole? <laughs> oh, I want to get the kind of a trap, you know, the kind that, that traps them alive. Wait here, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> oh, clerk, clerk. Uh, yes, sir, I got your package right here. It's gift-wrapped and tied with tinsel ribbon. Uh, just a second, I'll get it for you. Oh, don't get it. I've changed my mind. What? <laughs> I want to exchange it for the kind that captures the gophers alive. Look, mister, there's really no difference. I'm sorry, I don't want the trap that kills the gophers. What do you tell you? You don't know him personally. <laughs> It's not that. But, mister, it took me ten minutes to wrap that gopher trap as a gift with all the tinsel and ribbons. Look, look at all the trouble you put me to. Look, I'm sorry, I don't want the trap that kills them. I like to be kind to animals. 
Why don't you try it with people? <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. I must be polite. I, I'm sorry, sir. Good. Now, give rap one that catches the gophers alive, and I'll be back. I know, I know. Mary said she'd wait here. Well, since she's not here, I'll go over to the lingerie counter and buy some stockings for my sister Florence. See, I think Florence wears size... Hey, bud. Bud. Huh? Come here a minute. Who, me? Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> to the lingerie counter. I'm going to buy some stockings for my sister. What kind? <laughs> Nylon. Uh-uh. <laughs> huh? Get silk stockings. Why? Silk will give you a run for the money. I don't know. I don't think I'll get her stocking. Maybe I'll get her something else, something real nice. Uh, what do you think of a sheer negligee? A great show bet. <laughs> hmm. Say, look, fella, every time I run into you, you top me on trains, apples, candy, everything but horses. So what? Look. Santa Anita is going to open in a couple of weeks, so for once, why don't you give me a tip on a race? Okay. Got a great horse for you on opening day. You have? What is it? Floor walker in a second. <laughs> no, I saw him, and he's carrying too much weight. See you later. Yes, so long, bud. So long. <laughs> I always run into that guy. I wonder where Mary is. Hey, there's Rochester doing some shopping. I bet he's buying something for me. I'm going to eavesdrop and see what he gets me. May I wait on you? Yes, sir. I'm looking for a Christmas gift for my boss. For your boss, eh? Uh, how about a tie? No, yes, lots of those. Well, how about a wallet or a money clip? Money clip? What's a money clip? No, it's a thing to hold your folding money. I've never had any of the folds. How does it work? Well, it's a spring-like metal clip that holds your money tight. He's got a fist that does that. <laughs> hmm. Wait till I get Rochester home. Hi, Jack. Oh, hello, Bob. Doing your shopping, too, I see. Yes, Jack, and as a matter of fact, I've gotten all the gifts for everybody except Don Wilson. Do you have any suggestions? No, I had a tough time deciding on a gift for Donzie myself. I finally got him something for his ranch, you know, a gopher trap. Well, that's different, anyway. And it makes a sensible gift. Everybody wants to kill those little pests. Oh, this isn't the kind that kills them, you see. This catches them alive. Jack, those kind aren't any good. Why, if the gopher is in there a long time, he bites his way out and he gets away. Oh, you mean the traps that kill them are better? Well, certainly. Well, excuse me, Bob. I've got to take care of something. <laughs> uh, I'm 
dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to. Hello, Mr. Blank. How is it going? Huh? Oh, hello, Doctor. Did that the blue-eyed gentleman find you? Like he had radar. <laughs> he comes over here to buy a gopher trap, a simple little thing like a gopher trap. First he decides on one that catches him alive. But I made a mistake. Before I wrapped it, I let him know we also had the kind that kills him. So I sell him one of those. Then I wrap it and put pencil and ribbon on it, and he goes away. Then he comes back and he makes me unwrap it because he wants the kind that catches him alive. <laughs> control yourself. Control yourself. Here, uh, take this little pill. It will calm your nerves. Oh, I can't take a pill, doctor. There's no water here, huh? I can't leave my cottage during this rush. Please, I am the doctor. You go take the pill. I'll wait on any customers who come along. Well, okay. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun. Ah, oh, yes, sir. May I help you? Yes, I... Oh, where's the other clerk? Uh, he has gone for a little while. Perhaps I can take care of you. Well, yes. Um, I have a gopher trap here, wrapped as a gift. Uh-huh. Oh, here it is. Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, just a minute. I don't want this one. See, I want the other kind. But, mister, this is all wrapped up with the tinsel and ribbons. I, I'm sure the gopher will like it just as well. <laughs> but, look, I don't want this kind. See, it traps them alive. I want... The kind that kills them instantly. Very well. Yeah, I guess that's the kind. Yeah, it's the kind. Yeah, it's here you are. Yeah, wait, I don't want it like that. I want a gift wrap. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of silly? No, never mind. I just wrap it up. All right. Look, not so much red ribbon. Get some more green. In there. Look, mister, it's Christmas, not St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, here you are. Thank you, sir. Wait a minute. You forgot to take the card out of the other one and close it in this one. Can't you put another card on the outside? No, no, no. I want the original card. You see, the one that I had something written on there. So unwrap the first trap. Take the card out and unwrap the second trap. Put the card in. Then rewrap the second trap. What is this? First, first you make me wrap the second package. Then you want me to unwrap the first one. That's right. You take the card out. Mm -hmm. Unwrap the second one, put the card in, more tinsel, more ribbon, not so much red, more green, unwrap it, rewrap it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Com wait, wait a minute, Mr. Calm down. Calm down. You get upset too easily. You want to see a psychiatrist. I am a psychiatrist. <laughs> Control yourself. I'm not going to. I know all about you, blue eyes. I know about you and your shoelaces Look, and the plastic tips. And the metal tips Mister, and the initials on the coupling look, and Mister. the re-wrapping and the crossing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you. I know you, Blue Eyes. Look, wait a minute. But you're not going to make me crazy. You're not going to marry me. Wait a minute. Good night, everybody. We're a little late. The program is written by Sam Perrin, Milk Josephsburg, George Balker, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Martin. The Jackson program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. 
This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week as I uncover more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.